Section 19 of Mr. Punch's Model Music Hall by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section 19. Number 6. Coming of Age. Our present drama represents an attempt to illustrate upon the music hall stage the eternal truth that race will tell in the long run despite but on second thoughts it does not quite prove that though it certainly shows the unerring accuracy of parental at least that is not exactly its tendency either and the fact is that mr punch is more than a little mixed himself as to the precise theory which it is designed to enforce he hopes however that as a realistic study of patrician life and manners it will possess charms for a democratic audience coming of age a grand social psychological comedy drama in one act dramatis personae the earl of berntelmond the countess of berntelmond his wife robert henry viscount bulsay their son and heir the lady rose caramel niece to the earl whorehound mrs whorehound coltsfoot whorehound Travelling as the celebrated combination corf-drop troupe in their refined and elegant drawing-room entertainment. Tenantry. Scene. The great quadrangle of Hardbake Castle. Banners, mottoes, decorations, etc. On the steps, right, the earl, supported by his wife, son, and niece, is discovered in the act of concluding a speech to six tenantry, who display all the enthusiasm that is reasonably to be expected at ninepence a night. The Earl, patting Lord Bullsay's shoulder. I might say more, gentlemen, in praise of my dear son Lord Bullsay here. I might dwell on his extreme sweetness, his strongly marked character, the variety of his tastes, and the singular attraction he has for children of all ages, but I forbear i will merely announce that on this day the day he has selected for attaining his majority he has gratified us all by plighting troth to his cousin the lady rose caramel with whose dulcet and clinging disposition he has always possessed the greatest natural affinity lord bullsay aside to lady rose ah rose would such happiness could last but my heart misgives me strangely why i know not lady rose say not so dear bullsay have you not just rendered me the happiest little patrician in the whole peerage lord bullsay tis true and yet and yet pooh let me snatch the present hour snatches it the earl and now let the revels commence enter the corfdrop troop who give their marvellous entertainment entitled the three surprise packets after which whorehound this will conclude the first portion of our entertainment lords ladies and gentlemen and while my wife and partner retires to change her costume for the second part i should be glad of the opportunity of a short personal explanation with the noble hurl on my right exit mrs whorehound the earl graciously i will hear you fellow aside strange how familiar his features seem to me whorehound 
the fact is your lordship's celebrating the coming of age of the wrong hair sensation that is the six tenantry shift from one leg to the other and murmur feebly oh i can prove it twenty-one years ago slow music i was on your lordship's service as gamekeeper ed whip and hextry waiter my son and yours was born the self-same day and my whole dutch was selected to act as foster-mother to the youthful lord well tells a long and not entirely original story marvellous resemblance between infants only distinguishable by green and magenta bows etc etc soon after your lordship discharged me at a moment's notice the earl haughtily i did upon discovering that you were in the habit of surreptitiously carrying off kitchen stuff concealed within your umbrella but proceed with your narration whorehound i swore to be avenged and so common form again the shifted bows consequently as a moment's reflection will convince you the young man on the steps in the buttonhole and tall at is my lawful son while the real viscount is presenting colt's foot who advances modestly on his hands here renewed sensation the earl this is indeed a startling pace of intelligence to lord b and so sir it appears that your whole life has been one consistent imposition a gilded lie lord bullsay let my youth and inexperience at the time sir plead as my best excuse the earl nothing can excuse the fact that you you a low-born son of the people have monopolized the training the tenderness and education which were the due of your patrician foster brother to coltsfoot approach my injured long-lost boy and tell me how i may atone for these years of injustice and neglect coltsfoot well governor if you could send out for a pot o four arf it ud be a beginning like the earl you shall have every luxury that befits your rank but first remove that incongruous garb coltsfoot to lord bullsay these ere togs belongs to you now young feller and i reckon exchange ain't no robbery lord bullsay with emotion to countess mother can you endure to behold your son in tights and spangles on the very day of his majority countess coldly on the contrary it is my wish to see him attired as soon as possible in a more appropriate costume lord bullsay to lady rose rose you at least have not changed tell me you will love me still even on the precarious summit of an acrobat's pole lady rose scornfully really the presumptuous familiarity of the lower orders is perfectly appalling the earl to countess as lord bullsay and coltsfoot retire to exchange costumes at last pauline i understand why i could never feel towards bullsay the affection of a parent often i have reproached myself for a coldness i could not overcome countess and i too nature was too strong for us but oh the joy of recovering our son of finding him so strong so supple so agile never yet has our line boasted an heir that can feed himself from a fork strapped on to his dexter heel the earl with emotion our beloved boneless boy 
re-enter coltsfoot in modern dress and lord bullsay in tights coltsfoot don't i look slap up okay and no mistake oh i am having a beano all what easy gaiety and unforced animation the earl my dear boy let me present you to your fiancee rose my love this is your legitimate lover coltsfoot oh all right i've no objections only there'll be ructions with the young woman in the tight-rope line as i've been keeping company with that's all the earl your foster-brother will act as your substitute there proudly my son must make no misalliance rose timidly and if it would give you any pleasure i'm sure i could soon learn the tight-rope coltsfoot not at your time o life miss and besides hang it now i'm a lord i can't have my wife doing nothing low the earl spoken like a true burntelmund now let the revels recommence re-enter mrs horehound horehound to lord bullsay now then stupid tumble can't you what are you ear for lord bullsay to the earl since it is your command i obey though it is ill tumbling with a heavy heart turns head over heels laboriously coltsfoot call that a somersault ear old my at giving tall hat to lady rose i'll show yer how to do a turn throws a triple somersault all what condescension how his aristocratic superiority is betrayed even in competition with those to the manner born mrs horehound still in ignorance of the transformation halt i have kept silence till now even from my husband but the time has come when i must speak think you that if he were indeed a lord he could turn such somersaults as those no no i will reveal all tells same old story except that she herself from ambitious motives transposed the infant's bows now do with me what you will whorehound confusion so my ill-judged action did but regress the wrong i designed to effect the earl annoyed this is a serious matter reflecting as it does upon the legitimacy of my lately recovered son what proof have you woman of your preposterous allegation mrs horehound none my lord but these exhibits two faded bunches of ribbon the earl i cannot resist such overwhelming evidence fight against it as i may lord bullsay triumphantly and so o oh father mother rose dear dear rose i am no acrobat after all the earl sternly would you were anything half so serviceable to the community sir i have no superstitious reverence for rank and am i trust sufficiently enlightened to discern worth and merit even beneath the spangled vest of the humblest acrobat your foster-brother brief as our acquaintance has been has already endeared himself to all hearts while you have borne a trifling reverse of fortune with sullen discontent and conspicuous incapacity he has perfected himself in a lofty and distinguished profession during years spent by you sir in idly cumbering the earth of eton and oxford shall i allow him to suffer by a purely accidental coincidence never i owe him reparation and it shall be paid to the utmost penny from this day i adopt him as my eldest son and the heir to my earldom and all other real and personal effects 
see robert henry that you treat your foster brother as your senior in future coltsfoot to lord bullsay way yo old matey i don't bear no malice i don't give us your ducks offering hand the count ah bullsay try to be worthy of such generosity lord bullsay grasps coltsfoot's hand in silence lady rose and pray understand that whether mr coltsfoot be viscount or acrobat it can make no difference whatever to the disinterested affection with which i have lately learnt to regard him gives her hand to coltsfoot who squeezes it with ardour coltsfoot pleasantly well father mother your noble hurlship and lady foster brother bullsay and my pretty little sweetheart here what do you all say to goin inside and shunting a little garbage and shifting a drop or so of lotion eh the earl a most sensible suggestion my boy let us make these ancient walls the scene of the blithest ahem beano they have ever yet beheld cheers from tenantry as the earl leads the way into the castle with mrs horehound followed by horehound with the countess and coltsfoot with lady rose lord bullsay discomfited and abashed entering last as curtain falls end of section nineteen read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com